This call of the disciples today in our gospel to leave their boats and their fishing is a remarkable moment. You imagine for just a moment what Zebedee was thinking when they said that they were going to be leaving their father to follow this person, Jesus. Could you just imagine being a fly, so to speak, on one of the posts of the dock? I'm not sure we could repeat what Zebedee was going to be saying. You know, what's he going to do tomorrow? What's his family? What are the grandkids? What are the wives going to be doing? Where's he going to get all the help for these boats? How's it going to work out? Well, we may not be called in a similar fashion, but I believe our gospel today is a reminder to make room for God in our busy lives, and that sometimes God, too, does intrude sometimes when we least expect. We have spoken numerous times in the past year about this call to be disciples here, speaking about the vision of Seton Parish, that Seton Parish is a vibrant community fulfilling Christ's call to make disciples by accompanying people on their journey of faith. And the very purpose of our parish is to make disciples who draw others closer to Christ. Many, if not all of us, get baptized as infants, as we're going to baptize here just a few moments, two more infants in our parish. And as we are raised, this faith gets, gets passed on to us. We follow the tenets of our faith by being present as we are here this morning. So we say, well, what's left to do? And I think this is where what we call discipleship comes in. And we're, so to speak, unpacking this gospel that we have just heard comes into play. These disciples are never the same once Jesus walks into their lives. And how do we make God a part of our lives the way the disciples did in the gospel today? How is it that Jesus could just walk by them one day and say, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they drop everything and follow him. I think sometimes it helps to maybe try to put some of the pieces of the puzzle together. Was this the first time they met him? You know, you start looking at the different gospels. We know that, um, well, the disciples were present maybe earlier. Like they were present at the wedding feast of Cana. Cana's not that far, okay, by the way, from Capernaum. It's just up, up the road in the hills. So they probably were there. In the desert where John was doing the baptizing wasn't that far away either. So they might have been out there in the desert and followed that call because all kinds of people were going out into the desert to be baptized by John. So they might have caught sight of Jesus there as well. So there might have been some kind of what we might call an acquaintance with this person of Jesus. It was started already. But whenever they saw Jesus, there was some attraction to him. And of course, what they saw and experienced in Jesus was a, a tremendous amount of love. It's that simple. It emanated from him. 
um, whatever, in whatever he did, it was the underlying energy that had always flowed from him. As the gospel ended today, it says that they went on. It says that he cured people of all their illnesses of, of all kinds. And all kinds of people were drawn to him. So when we see this, this love of Jesus at work, when we experience it, we can't resist it either in our lives. We're drawn to it wherever we experience it. We may not be able to say it, but it's there. Whether it's in our friendships, in our marriages, in our children, wherever we experience it. It can happen just in the smallest of kernels of experiences of our lives. Maybe you say, for instance, you're all alone somewhere. Or maybe you've met somebody who is all alone in a gathering. And you reach out to them um, with a hand of friendship. And you befriend them. It's a very small and simple example of divine 